Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Hope everyone's enjoying their day. Happy Thursday to all of you. I want to remind everyone listening that tonight, uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday, we're going to be having our November edition of The Gathering. It's a special evening of inspiration, gratitude, and worship that the Katinas share with our financial partners our, our monthly partners we uh it's an exclusive live stream we actually do it right here on this set yes um it's a special night every month for us to be with uh those of you who have joined our team and uh help us continue to spread the message of christ uh hope and love and so want to remind all of our partners to we'll see you tonight if you're not a partner and you're interested in joining the gathering being a part of it Go ahead and visit thekatinas.com, and there's more information there on how you can partner with us. So thanks in advance for that. I'm joined today by my Uncle Jesse and my dad, Joe. Uncle, Dad, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having us on, man. Thank you, Josh. Always good to be with you in the same room. Well, it's good for me, too. And <laughs> as I was on my way over here, I was thinking, okay, what are we going to do on the podcast today? And I was thinking... This really is going to be our last podcast of the year before the holidays are really upon us. I believe next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving, yeah, a crazy. week from today. And then, I, I don't know about you guys, but in my house, once Thanksgiving's over, it's Christmas 110%. Josh, it's Christmas already. <laughs> it's Christmas already. <laughs> we, were, we were just talking after rehearsal. We're rehearsing for the Christmas tour and... Who said uh, we're, we're, we're they kind of shamedly said we're, we're putting our tree up today? Was it Uncle John? It was Uncle James. But oh, James. I, I, I told him, I said, man, please, we set up our house. We decorated it full on Christmas on Saturday. Wow. So I haven't been home on a weekend in a long time. So this was our, our first time to be home over the weekend. And uh, my family decided that it was a perfect time. To nice. Decorate for Christmas. Well, I, That's nice. I, I feel that my wife, Alexis, if it were up to her November 1st, we would have had our Christmas decorations. We, we don't have them up yet, but I know that day's coming soon. But anyways, this will be our last podcast really before the holidays are uh, hitting hard. And so I figured, because we're going to be on the Christmas tour after Thanksgiving, that's going to, I feel like the, the, the next six weeks or so are about to just fly by. Blur. And before we know it, it'll be New Year's Day and we'll be starting the year all over again. So I figured this would be a good opportunity for us to look back on the year um, pre-holidays. I know a lot of important things happen during the holidays, but... Um, there's more to a year than just the holiday season. So I wanted to ask you guys, as you look back on 2023 and as we prepare for our, our the last push of the year, when you look back, at least from a from our Katina Ministries standpoint, is what is there a highlight for you for this year, 2023? Go ahead, Jeff. Man, Josh, I think for me so much has gone on uh, in the last 10 months. But I think for me, um, just trying to remember and reflect a little bit, but this was recent, most memorable part of 2023 would be the premiere of Love God, Love People, mm. which was not long ago. Yeah. We had been working so hard on this along with our great friend, uh, Mike Everett and Matt Swanson and Creation Lab team. And to finally see it in a theater in that kind of a setting with a lot of our ministry friends, people we've done business together, and then just some of our personal friends. I didn't really know what to expect, but being in that moment, it was pretty special for me. Yeah. So uh, we got a we got a lot more to 
to do in 2023, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but that moment will stick out for me, 2023. I agree, Jesse. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know even, I think we went into the year, came into this year hoping and uh, that it would release the premiere. And praise God, thank uh, God for Matt Swanson, Mike Everett, and the entire team. Josh, you and Kate and Courtney did phenomenal with the, and all the, the, the cousins did phenomenal with the release, the premiere. And as Jesse said, there's more life to it. We're just getting started. The, I would say the highlight for me uh, personally is uh, the birth of my grandson, Josiah, mm-hmm. May 20th. Um, it, it's just, again, I'm new. It's, it's been uh, almost six months and that dude just brings so much joy to mom and I. He he uh he's almost like giving me a I don't know, a second chance to correct all my mistakes I did with you and Eli. Not all of them, but some of them. And so yeah, my the the birth of Eli or uh, Josiah has been a, a highlight for for me this year. Yeah, I was um I was on uh Facebook. This is really bad, but w- was there a uh what cousin of the 19 was any of them born november ish this time of year we had a, a birthday recently well a lot of uncle dave's kids were born uh moses uh, just had a birthday kuna just had a birthday i think zoe just had a birthday when was uh, sammy born sammy uh-huh. sammy was born in october okay yeah so how old is sammy Sammy is 11. Okay, yeah, this is it. I'm sorry, Sammy is September. Okay. September, yeah. So I was on Facebook, and you know how Facebook shows, uh, like, your memories or whatever, like old posts or whatever? So 11 years ago, right now, I posted a photo of me holding a baby. Wow. And and I'm assuming it was Sammy. I was like, which cousin? I mean, this baby was pretty brand new. It was tiny. And I was thinking, man. So 11 years ago, I would have been 16 years old. I posted, obviously, I felt strong. I thought it was a good picture or something. <laughs> I posted this picture of me holding Sammy. And um, I was thinking about, it actually made me think about Josiah, Dad. And just the gift that having a new baby is to the family and how blessed I was growing up getting being one of the older cousins I was able, I got to be there for the beginning of most of their lives. I got to hold lots of babies. I got to take lots of pictures with babies and be around babies. And But I don't think I really appreciated it until my nephew was born. Mm-hmm. Or at least I didn't appreciate it the same way. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing because... An interesting thing in my house because Alexis, she uh didn't grow up with like cousins like me she was the youngest in her family she, so Josiah she's probably spent more time with Josiah than any other baby in her life and so she's experiencing all of these things really for the first time these are things that I grew up with I held a lot of my cousins I remember I won't say their name first diaper I changed was one of my cousins first person I babysat was one of my cousins all this stuff Alexis is getting to experience that for the first time, and I'm getting to see it through her eyes. Um, But I just thought it's a gift that our family has given me that I've gotten to be around babies and the blessing of new birth and new life. And so I I totally agree with you, Dad. I think the highlight of my year is the birth of my nephew. And um, I want to thank my cousin Sammy for letting me post that picture when she was, what, a month and a half, two months old. But. Sammy. Sammy's an old soul, though, yeah, man. Yeah, she is. She might be 11, but, man, she's 31. Hey, this is, this is interesting, Josh, hearing you talk about your nephew and my brother talking about his grandson, right? Mm-hmm. So I've heard for a long time, man, there is nothing like having a grandchild. And to be honest, there's parts of me that, understand it a little bit and then some like I'm not even there I don't I can't imagine having that kind of energy and what it all takes to be a a granddad in this season I mean the same thing happens in our ministry for the last 15 years 
in this month. Mm -hmm. It's gearing up for Thanksgiving. Rehearsals are uh, intensified. I, I can't imagine that I would have any more energy to go home and and just be so full of excitement and to to be around a, a, a baby. Right. I, I just I'm like, man, I had that one with my kids, and it was years ago. I don't. How, how do you get that back? Mm -hmm. But it's amazing how God works. I guess. I think that's a good observation, Jesse. I, I don't know. I'll just speak from from my own experience. Josiah brings the energy. Hmm. You know, it's not like I have to, all right, I got to go take care of Josiah. First of all, I'm hoping that Amelia or Eli will, hey, can is Josiah coming around? Uh, before we started rehearsing, I had a few days at home, you know, like I was working at home, and I just text Amelia, hey, do you need anything? And she's probably thinking, why is he texting me? You know, is if you need to go run errands, drop Josiah off. So it's it's just different. It's hard to explain. Well, um, thanks for sharing your guys' highlights for the year. I guess I'll shift the conversation. I feel like from Before a Before that, Joe, oh, Josh, what's your highlight? I think Josiah definitely in my personal life. I would say for the Katina Ministries, the documentaries up there, If I'm, I think also the reunion was a big one for me. Yes. Um, this new role that I've taken on working with Katina Ministries, a lot of it is focused on serving our partners and uh, engaging with the cousin community. And 95% of that for me is done online, digitally. So to get to be at the reunion in Oceanside, one, I got to travel with my wife, but also to be with all these people who I stay in contact with on a day-to-day -day basis and I didn't feel like I, I don't know it was it was a it was a lot of work leading up to it but when I was actually there I felt like I really did feel like I was at like a family reunion like just hanging with 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 my cousins and yeah I can I told mom this morning we were talking about something and I told her I am so glad that Josh is going on the Christmas tour uh when did you last go on the Christmas tour? It was after you graduated, so it would have been 2014? Yeah. Uh, so 10 December years ago. 14, yeah. And then Eli, I, I loved having Eli with us. And this year it's going to be you and Boston. And shout out to BG, who's behind the camera right now. And uh, I remember, and we don't have to spend too much time here, I remember this time last year, I'm not even sure that there was talk about you coming to work with us. I just remember as your dad, uh, you were you were struggling with it. You had a good job. I, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think you were happy at your job. And, and then one thing led to another. I remember on the Christmas tour, me and Uncle James and the uncle started talking about, man, well, I don't know how it all came about, but I'm, I think that's another highlight for me is that you started working uh, with us in February? Yeah, February 2nd. And even though I feel like there's been a lot of growth in just less than a year. Mm. Like your role seems like, oh, here's what you do. And I know there's a lot of growth to be had. And then, you know, with Boston just coming on, uh, not just for the Christmas tour, but indefinitely, at least for the next six months with us. I mean, I, I thought about like, wow, we are really a family ministry, business, yeah. outside of just the brothers. So, Dad, you, I guess you don't remember this, but I, rem I was miserable might be too strong of a word to use, but not that strong of a word. I was close to miserable at my last job. And I remember you guys were on the Christmas tour, and I was literally getting ready to go put my two weeks notice in. Do you remember this? I, I do, but go ahead. It, it was probably December of last year. I was going to yeah. put my two weeks notice yes. in. There had been preliminary conversations with you and the uncles about, well, we, we might have a, a role for you, Josh. And I was so like, just seeing the door cracked open was enough for me wow. to be like, I'm just, I'm just going to cut it off and figure wow. it out when I went. 
I ended up not doing that because I honestly think it was a God thing. I think there was still some stuff to work out with, um, with you guys and and what, what my role was going to be. And I remember I didn't know this, but I was still like two or three months away from really stepping away from my last job. And I was at, I was at the point where I was like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, and it was this time last year, like from the holidays through the first month or so of this, of 2023, those were some tough days for me. Uh, and I was just, I was, uh, it was a, a test of patience for sure. And good thing looking back, I think God's timing was perfect for me, but that it was a tough, like the holidays last year, I'm ashamed to say I didn't really enjoy them last year just because there was, uh, so much desire in me for, uh, to leave my job and so many like, okay, is this ever going to happen? Because I really had started like thinking about, okay, I need to get out of this job probably summer of last year. Yeah. That's when I was like, and it was nothing to do with the actual job or the people I liked to the people I was working with. It was just like, this is just not it. This is not the thing for me to be doing. So I had started thinking it then and those feelings had, boiled up and boiled up and by the holidays i was like this is i'm not doing this anymore but yeah man josh so since we're talking about highlights i mean so much happens but when you bring it up i remember that was like another uh nod from the lord that reminded the five of us man i got you guys because we we needed you we needed your ability your skill set your talent and i wish we can go into all the details of what you what you do a podcast is just one area in, in in the Katina Ministries that you do, and you're an asset. You're a huge blessing, and just like Joe was mentioning, uh, Boston BG, uh, who toured with us uh, probably four or five years five years ago. I mean, he was young; he was 13, 14 years old, and now for it to come full circle, and he's back full time with us. To have the both of you out on the Christmas tour, oh my God, it's like a surge of energy for us. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just believing this is going to be the best one yet, man. Thank you, Uncle. I want to add to that. And I know we don't often do this as a podcast. We're just usually talking to each other. But I just wonder if there might be somebody watching and somebody listening. And, man, maybe you're not miserable or maybe you are. And I just want to encourage you that, uh, man, there's hope, there's purpose. I've been listening to a lot of – motivational speeches while I work out because it's been hard to work out for me these last couple months so it's almost like I just need some encouragement while I'm doing it and the last two days I heard this dream big step small Hmm. keep your head in the clouds and your feet on the ground Hmm. so it doesn't it you just can't dream there's an old song that says nothing comes to sleepers but a dream yeah dreaming is part of it but keep your feet on the ground. You got to take small steps in order to eventually live your dream. When uncles and I started this, I don't even know if we knew we started it. It wasn't like, okay, we're going to start this and then this is going to happen. I know this. We never thought there'd be a documentary about our lives. Never thought we were, there was hope. The dream was to someday feed our families. Never thought that five of our kids would be working with us. Um, and you know, the other uh, ones that don't vocationally work, everybody is a big supporter and part of the Katinas and love Square. Never thought we'd have an internship. Um, we just never, we just, we dream, but man, along the 35 years, small steps. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Dad. Hearing you talking about dreams. So are either of you guys familiar with, uh, Nate Bargatze? No. So he's a uh, he's a comedian here. He's actually from oh, Nashville. Yes, I know you're talking about. You do? Yes. He was re- recently on Saturday Night Live. I think I know you. My uh, uh, Alexis, she's not. So I'm a fan of comedy. Over the last few years, I've gotten into following comedians and stuff. Alexis has not really followed my steps in that, mostly because uh, 
she thinks what I listen to is too vulgar. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it, but you said yeah. it. She's probably right. But Nate Bargatze, he's hilarious. He's like one of the biggest comedians in the country right now, but he's known for he's a clean comedian. It's a family-friendly show. He's from here in Nashville, and I'm not going to try and do his jokes, but he has this one uh, uh, bit, I guess, about his relationship with his wife, how um, in, in his marriage, he's kind of the dreamer, and then his wife is the realist. And he says he every healthy marriage has one of each. He said, if you got two dreamers, you'll be homeless in an hour. <laughs> if you've got two realists, you, zero fun will be had in your lives. And so, but I'm curious, because I was thinking about it for myself, my own marriage, I feel like I'm probably the dreamer in our relationship. Um and Alexis keeps us grounded. I'm curious, do you guys feel like in your own marriages there's a dreamer and a realist, or do you think it's do you think Nate Bargatze's wrong that you can have both? What what are your thoughts on that? And who, if there are differences, who's the dreamer in your guys' relationships? No, I, I think there's some truth to that. I I wouldn't really classify me as a dreamer, but I think out of the two of us, Auntie Jessica is more of a realist, like, mm, come on, come back down to earth and that uh, that's not a good idea so yeah same a easy easy answer for me i'm the dreamer mm-hmm. mom is keeps us out of debt <laughs> i i tell people i mean if it wasn't for mom i i would be uh in trouble mm. and i i wonder if mom would say if it wasn't for me Dude, we still be living in Tacoma, Washington in the what we call the love shack because yeah. mom would be like, this is enough. We can afford this. Let's pay this. Let's have no debt. So in our lives, uh, it definitely is a balance in our uh, – well, mom balances me out because um, I, I have these big lofty dreams of, oh, yeah. we should do this. You'd be homeless in an hour. Homeless in an hour. <laughs> well, Josh, I think for me and Auntie Jessica, I think sometimes where we have conflict uh, is because we're super uh, realist, both of us. Um, but thank God, that. yeah, but thank God for Auntie. She's, and not a lot of people know it because of her personality and her demeanor, but she's definitely the more fun one out of two of us, cool. for sure. I want to give a shout out actually to Auntie Jessica because. She's one of the people I know who probably listens to more podcasts than I do. Mm. Or she at least listens. I listen to a lot. I know she does too. And she recommended me this one. Uh, it's called Haunted Cosmos. If you're a podcast listener, you want to listen to something else. Haunted Cosmos is a, it's a podcast. It's uh, done by these two guys. They're, I think they're pastors, actually. Or they're, they're Christians, for sure Christians. But they talk about um, basically like urban legends and how they fit into a biblical worldview mm-hmm. which is i i love that auntie jessica recommended it to me because <laughs> that I, she's a pastor's daughter so i can yeah. see that side of her but i also think she's interested in so they have episodes about like bigfoot or oh, yes. aliens yes. or uh uh like chupacabras i don't know if you guys know what those are but it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, so they auntie. they kind of say how it could possibly be biblical? Yeah. That's interesting. So, so they, uh, so the, obviously the first episode I, I, I looked at the podcast after Auntie Jessica recommended it to me, and she told me you should really listen to the first one and just listen them through. I just scrolled through the episodes and look for the one about aliens. That's awesome. And so they're they're uh, you, they believe. I don't know if I believe this. They believe that uh, alien people who say they have alien. Ca- encounters a lot of them are not lying they're true they're telling the truth but they're not encountering aliens they're encountering angels demons oh <laughs> demons! <laughs> oh my that's what goodness. these people think and they actually have like a lot of uh they use scripture to talk about i, I won't get into all that's of funny it, but... the, on that note eli sent me a uh it's not a podcast it's like a reel of these two guys and it's like you have to guess is this a comedian or a preacher have you seen this he yet? sent me clips <laughs> of this yes what was the one it was uh, uh 
it's these two guys, and you can hear the guy. He's oh, I know what the the quote is. Tricks are for yeah. kids. Silly devil tricks. Silly are devil tricks are for kids. So you don't see the person who's talking, yeah. but they. It's like okay, that could be a preacher, or it could be a comedian making oh, fun, and it. It ends up being one of my favorite preachers, Stephen Furtick. What? <laughs> Tricks are for kids. Oh, silly God. devil. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh, that's awesome, man. All right, it's I, funny. I was thinking. So, speaking of podcasts, I was listening to a podcast on the way over here, the Joe Rogan Experience. His most recent episode is with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It nice. Just came out today. Nice. And going into things that we dream of that they lead the, I only listened to the first 20 minutes or so of the podcast, but they lead it with, um, they spent the morning together working out Joe Rogan and, uh, the rock and some of the Rogan's friends or whatever. They did a workout together. Rogan is a huge proponent of, uh, the cold plunge. I don't know how much you guys are into that. I've just been getting information from this guy right here. Well, so Rogan has like top of the line cold plunge. It has like it gets down to like thirty five degrees. Oh, I was just gonna ask you what is a real cold plunge because mine is not thirty five degrees. So I think he says he he does like uh, three minutes a day at like thirty five to forty degrees, and this cold plunge it it. Uh, the, it like cycles the water through so you never get like a thermal layer around your skin of wow. so it's like a you're basically so it stays like, cold it stays yeah it stays okay. cold anyways i have a dream of buying a cold plunge for myself because just hearing people talk about it it makes sense in my head it sounds so simple but i'm like man i feel like i could really benefit from yeah. a cold plunge so give us some of those benefits i mean i kind i generally kind of know the whole thing behind submerging yourself in cold water but what are those so so i think the number one is inflammation it decreases inflammation in your body um and two which is really interesting there's this guy named andrew huberman i don't know if you guys know him he's a doctor um he talks about the dopamine rush that you get from the cold plunge it lasts for hours. And it's not actually being in the cold plunge. It's getting out of the cold plunge. Mm -hmm. Your brain just starts uh, creating dopamine. And it's like you're, you know that high that you get from uh, doing like a hard workout afterwards, you feel good and relaxed and a rush of dopamine, mm -hmm. right? Well, three minutes in a cold plunge can can do what an hour on the Stairmaster can do for you. And it lasts for hours. And uh, it's good for energy. Like I've heard of people who have completely quit cut caffeine out just by using a cold plunge. People have cut nicotine out, quit drinking from the cold plunge. Apparently, the that's interesting, Josh. Um, you know, again, you're uh, you might have been the one that started getting me interested in cold the cold plunge or whatever. And then on the way back from Dylan's wedding, mom and I, Uncle Dan Moscano sent us a. He's all about that. I think not maybe cold showers. Just because uh, they're of, different. Well, cold, it just cold, not not the plunge. I mean, and why how it's beneficial. So obviously, with my bout with anxiety for the last year, I thought, man, what? I started taking cold showers, but not like consistently. Right now, I, that's all I take. Now again, it doesn't. It's not freezing. It's just cold. Yeah. However, for the last, I would say three weeks, maybe five out of seven nights, I do go in the pool. It's probably, it's not even a 40 yet. It's probably in the 50s. Uh -huh. But it still shocks me. But, and I don't know all the scientific, uh, the dopamine. I, I feel it. But I heard the, the lady who did the podcast, I forget her name. She said, it's good to gasp for air. It's mm. good for you. It's good. To, you don't, and I think for me, all my life, I tried to, I was afraid. I was just fearful and anxious of, oh man, what's going on? So when I get in the cold plunge, when I get in the pool, when I'm like, when I'm doing that, I'm, my mind, I'm telling my mind, you're okay. This is good for you. And just sit there. I mean, it's not a, it, it's just good for me. And then I sit there and I breathe. I've got this breathing exercise that I just do at 10 times. And before it was hard to get to two month, minutes. Now I'm pretty much at three minutes and I just get out, not because I'm freezing, but it's like, okay, this is over. Yeah. And I think it helps. I, I think it helps with the inflammation. Uh, it helps me to just be able to say that 
just when I when I get at this adrenaline hit, I, I'm not I'm not fearful. I'm like, okay, I can calm myself down. Yeah. Rogan talks about so it's interesting you do it at night. He starts every morning when he wakes up in the morning, that's the first thing he does. Wow. Before and a workout? Before his workout. So he does cold plunge, then sauna. Okay. Then he works out. Wow. But he says the cold plunge, it's a great way for him to start the day off with it, it's almost like an accomplishment for him. Mm. Like it's a suffer you suffer for three minutes, you're still waking up, you get in, it obviously wakes you up pretty quick, mm-hmm. but also it's just a good like mental challenge for him to start his day off with like i'm gonna get in this for three minutes and that is a challenge mentally because because i think when i feel like tonight i'll probably do it but i I always i know it's a it's a a suffering thing uh, but so i'm like okay just work out work out then you suffer then you go to sleep yeah first thing in the morning man Something to do. Shout out to Rogan. So, that's my dream wow. <laughs> right now. To get a cold. Yeah, uh, I want a legit yeah. one because I know some people, they buy like bags of ice yeah. and put them in the bathtub, which good. that's great. But I would love to have like a. Okay, dream big, small steps. Come to the pool. See, if, do that for a while. Yeah. And if you really like it, then get you a cold plunge yeah. thing. I'll start with the consistent cold showers. I'll yeah. start there, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I've I've tried cold showers. I'm not good at it. And you want a cold plunge? No, dude. I I make it cold. I'm like, all right, just I'll be like, I'm gonna do it for a minute. And about 15 seconds in, I'm like, oh, that's good enough. I go back to that. I did tell the uncles that uh, I think Uncle Joey. I was telling uh, Joey about my cold showers. I'm not gonna say it on the podcast, but uh, there is something that I say every time when I get in the cold shower. Well, I want to shift towards these next uh, six or so weeks of the year. I feel like right now as a ministry and as a business, all we're thinking about right now is the Christmas tour, right? Um, And you guys have been doing Christmas tours since for how long now? 30 years? 20 years? 25? 25 years. What was your first Christmas tour? Was it Michael W. Smith? Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Yes. Do you know what year that was? Oof. You were... How old are you? 27. You were a baby. Okay, so over you were, 25 Yeah, because I think I remember one Christmas tour, mom literally went, because we were gone so much, mom and you went to Washington, I think. Okay. Just to kind of be there, because we were... we Those tours, bro, it was all bus where we would get to Kroger at midnight and then leave. I mean, I I really I remember Jesse one tour it was before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We were in Florida. I might I think it was our first one cuz I remember going out for the tour. We were rehearsing 2 weeks before that, went out to the tour, then we came to have Thanksgiving and then went back out. Yeah, one of the things I remember about those tours were they were all arena tours. Uh-huh. So hockey games, mainly basketball, NBA arenas. And we were so excited in the beginning. Oh, my God, we're going to play at the United Center. That's where Jordan plays. Literally the very next night, we are at the Hive in Charlotte. I mean, it just became a blur because you were at one arena. Uh, next day, you were at the next. So and we got to be in their locker rooms and stuff yeah. for the green room. It was fun. I actually remember one time, this might not have been a Christmas tour, but you guys were playing at a, a hockey arena. It wasn't an NHL. It was like a... Uh, semi-pro league or what they're called right. the Greenville Growl. Do you guys? Oh, I remember that. We were like yeah. playing for Faith Night. Okay, something and you were like with that. us. Yep. I was with you guys. I have this. I still have it. I got a hockey puck. Nice. That says Greenville Growl on wow. it. Wow. Oh, I love that. Was a fun uh, little memoir that yeah. I have, and I still have it. Anyways, so you've been doing Christmas tours for twenty-five plus years. Every year now, when the holidays come around and you guys start getting ready for the tour again. Are there certain things that like, it doesn't matter how many tours you've done. There's always like that thing that's like, Oh, we really, I, I, I hate doing this or I forget how hard this is or man, we, we're still not. Is there anything that's like, it's not just like breathing for you guys that you always have to get back into the, to the rhythm of the Christmas tour for? Man, for me, Josh, I think I 
enjoy and I appreciate the challenges that come along with this season in our ministry as well as my family. Um, I get, this is probably the most excited I get, but probably the most irritable that I get for my family. And every year I try to make that commitment, man, I'm going to be a, a more tender, easygoing dad, a more understanding, helpful husband mm. in these pockets where I'm at, I'm at home. And sometimes I do good and a lot of times I don't, yeah. but, uh, you know, we just, I thank God for just giving more opportunities to just try to do better. But as far as the Katina ministry, getting ready to go, man, it's an exciting time. We get to do ministry in a different way, try to get creative with our, the hour and 15 minutes that we have at different churches and different places where we sing, how we can craft our music and what we say to be relatable and hopefully somebody will understand and be ministered to by. Yeah. And uh, so every year it's trying to recreate something new. Yeah. Anything? Better? Same. Um, the travel never gets like breathing. Uh, I would say it gets harder um, as we get older. Uh, and yet, as Uncle Jesse said, it's a time, it is a time of celebration. It's a time of uh creative be, being creative with you know because a lot of these songs mary did you know oh holy night joy to the world we've been singing for a long time and so the goal is to again present it every year in a fresh way mm -hmm. i mean we're uncle yeti's re, you know doing redoing stems changing up arrangements uh joe blair uh our friend who helps us with visuals he was here today trying to tell the same the greatest story ever told in a fresh way yeah. so um talk to talk about our routine that yeah you, you saw me and uncle yeah john. uncle john and uncle you know uncle J back in the day you remember they used to dance a lot more yeah. and it's interesting because uh, and i'm proud of these guys we were as preparing we were watching a christmas show from last year and which i thought was really good i, I think it was good and yet they both came and said man we need to move a little bit more we're kind of too relaxed yeah. we're so there's this, uh, we've, well, I said we. <laughs> I'm sitting on the drums, bro. Jesse and John, uh, yesterday they were here while I was working on stuff for the tour and they were, I, okay, I'm going to say this. I think the routine is maybe not, is it a minute? Not even a minute. No, I don't think it's a minute. Bro, after it, they're like, <gasps> <laughs> and I, I'm thinking it there it's just a matter of getting used to the pace, but still it's a it's 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 a different part of the show yeah. and my hope is that come two weeks from tomorrow, which is the first tour, they're not gonna be breathing because it's a, a at the front part of the show. Oh, wow. So um yeah, it's exciting and the families, man, shout out to our families. Yes, they they absolutely. gear up mentally, emotionally, spiritually they know that we're just about to be gone. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not saying that as a complaint because it's a way for us to share hope and love, but it's also the way that we provide for our families. And then hopefully come January and February when it slows down, yeah, because of what we did in November and December, we can uh, slow down with not, with not no anxiety yeah. and really have some peace. Can, can, can we... Uh peel back the curtain for the people listening and watching because you guys travel year round and you do live shows and stuff. Um, but I can see from my perspective, there's a different level of preparation that goes into the Christmas tour. What are, can we try and list all of the things that you guys have to do to prepare for a Christmas tour? Cause I think that would be interesting to people to know. Uh, anywhere between 18 and 20 dates uh -huh. in a span of this Christmas tour. There's merchandise that has to be prepared for, uh, designed, um, promotional stuff that has to go out. And then the music. Mm -hmm. a lot, some people know that Sam does all of our loops. Joe referred to them as stems. They're mm -hmm. tracks underneath what they play over live trying to get our harmonies and then trying to craft and create a show that is, that's not boring. Right. You know, but that just fits all of the different 
places that we'll we'll be going to. But that is uh, it's energizing for us to like here we go again guys we can't do the same show that we did last year because we're going back to some of these same places yeah and uh yeah that booking it booking the christmas show i mean you start in january trying to because you know not every church or every part everyone wants a christmas show and yet at the at the on the other hand christmas a lot of churches do that don't normally have something so you have to okay what here's the weekends for this christmas this so this weekend, uh, this Christmas, the the dates we're we're going to Seattle. So how do we book around that? We book in Tacoma. We book in Alaska. We have a show in Alaska this year. Okay, then what? Then we fly home. Then what's the following weekend? It's Philly. So you have to uh, geographically plan it, and then make sure that it, we're not flying all over the country. And then you have to make sure that. Uh, yesterday, me and Uncle John and and Kate has a, had a Zoom of. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you. When you yeah. say you want to peel peel back, uh, yeah, no, it's like us. okay, how many vans do we need for this run? Right. Where are we going to rent the vans from? Because what's the best way to? Because now we're flying into Philly, but we're flying back home from New York. So what's the best possible way? Because we're trying to. We don't have an a booking agent or management doing this. Yeah. We are the team. Mm-hmm. Where should we stay here? How many rooms are we going to stay here? Ask this pastor for this, this pastor for that. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, these past, this pastor, this church is cool with us giving an appeal for Katina Ministries. Yeah. This church is not. This church is cool, but we don't. We can't pass out mm-hmm. stuff. So every date, it's almost like combing through it with a fine-tune, fine-tuned comb. comb. Yeah. To, sometimes it feels like a tune. Yeah. Fine-tune comb and just and then again, still when you go, you you try to troubleshoot as best as possible. Then all everyone, this is the final line. Prepare like, hey guys, we did everything we could to plan, but get ready because everything is subject to change. Right. I'm just gonna say you, you guys didn't even cover it all too because there's. I'm thinking from my perspective, new new visuals have to be created, a new pre-show loop, uh, new videos for the actual show, have to prepare the scripts for the talking parts, have to think about. I have to. We had to create new brochures for our appeal. There is a lot that goes into just yeah. a small part of the year. It's interesting to me. Yeah. So also That's good. one of the things that I gotta take care of which you know it's, it's it's not too much but it's just another thing we always wear the same shoes uh-huh right and it's 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 kind of a big deal because a lot of these churches that we go to like i wonder what the katinas are wearing this time and uh so we got our shoes and we were rehearsing yesterday and uh we're arranging this part where <clears throat> joey casara is gonna be on stage and we'll do a collab together and all of a sudden your dad says oh jesse man there's no way Joey can come out with different shoes from us. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> uh, now I got to get this guy some That's shoes, nice. you know. So, but I love it all, man. Yeah. It, it's a celebration at the end of the tour. Hopefully, there there aren't too many things that go wrong. Uh, but it's time to celebrate hard work that we put in. Yeah, uh, we'll finish with this. It'll be kind of a fun fun one because I think. Um, Pretty soon, if it hasn't started already, you're going to start hearing Christmas music. Uh, if you go to shopping or on the radio or wherever you listen to music, I think it's interesting, you know, that Christmas has its own genre of music. It's like a weird thing that everyone listen, everyone I know listens to Christmas music, and we everyone kind of just knows these songs that are Christmas songs, but you only hear them a certain time of year. There is a certain sound that Christmas music has to it. Um, I'm curious, what is your guys' favorite Christmas song? Man, that's a great question. I mean, I, I, I'm hesitant to say it, but I think I should because it's on it's top of mind. Mary, did you know is is a uh, and I think I've I've been watching p- other people. I didn't know CeeLo Green has a version of Mary. Did you know? Did you know that? No, I didn't. It's very cool. His he has a video and yeah, man. I I mean, Buddy Green and Mark Lowry. We know these guys who uh, that had to be a god. Um, 
delivery download. Mary, did you know? Mm. And I think uh, obviously it's in the show. And um, I, I just think that that concept of man. Obviously, she didn't know. I didn't. She didn't know. I don't. And it. It. Get, I think it brings uh, some peace to me that. For some guy who wants to be in control and who wants to know, we're talking about planning. We got to plan this. We got to plan this and plan this. Why do we do that? So this doesn't happen. End of the day, we're not in control. Yeah. And Mary wasn't either. Mm -hmm. And yet, what did she say to the angel? Be it to me as you have spoken. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful, powerful song. Wow. That's that's awesome, man. (laughs) That's one of mine, mine too. But uh, favorite album, Mariah Carey's. I don't know when she recorded uh-huh. it, man. I feel like anytime one of those songs comes on the radio, it automatically feels like it's colder. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you want to bake some cookies and turn the fireplace on. But uh, my favorite, my favorite song recently has been uh, Tennessee Christmas. Mm. Uh, I know Amy Grant sang it. I don't know if she wrote it, but. And it, I it think just, she did, Jesse. I think, think her and Gary Chapman wrote it. I believe. Wow. I could be wrong. I mean, but it's I think just so. a perfect description of what I think Tennessee is. Yeah. Um, just, I, I think she's talking more about just the heartbeat of the people that yeah. are from here and in the South. It's a warm, very inviting place, man. And I wish and, and I hope everybody could experience a Tennessee Christmas, but I hope that's an element in these concerts that we'll be doing throughout Christmas, if you come to our show, that when we sing that song, you'll kind of get a taste and feel of what we I feel when we hear that song, yeah. Tennessee Christmas. What was that Mariah? That's a good one, Jesse. That Mariah one you were singing? Uh, All I want for Christmas is you. It, didn't I, isn't that like the most requested? It has There's to be. some kind of record that that know, song has. Like, the royalty she gets every oh, year from that song alone yeah, are okay. insane. It's up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do think I've. I could be wrong, but at one point, like the the most played or best selling single of all time, I think was "White Christmas" by. I remember Bing hearing that. Yeah, Bing Crosby. Up. Yeah. yeah, I remember so hearing I, that. Something about music and Christmas it yeah. really connects with people. Mm-hmm. Um, What's I, your favorite? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think I like, um, I love the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then. Our our version? (laughs) Actually, the, there's a version I, we grew up listening to, uh, Avalon. Dude. Has a Christmas album. My favorite version too. And they, they had the Christmas song on that album. So that has some nostalgia for me. I also love, uh, uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas. I love that song. I think that connected with me when I was a kid because I would yeah. think about my dad who was always on the road. Yeah. Um, I always knew okay, he's going to come home eventually. Yeah. Christmas will be here and I'll get my presents and all yeah. that stuff. So I, I loved I'll Be Home for Christmas. I remember one Christmas, Jesse, we might have done it a couple times when we sang that Christmas. The visual we had was... It, no, I'll be home oh, yeah, for yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Wasn't like a military, mm-hmm. oh. and oh, so yeah. that was always sad that to me. Like tough. I'm like, man, this is sad. Yeah. I so, that. I like I'll I like that I like that song, jo- uh, Josh. Well, I'm Alexis, Josh will be home for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited, guys. For it's been a great year so far, and I'm excited to be on the team this year for the mm-hmm. Christmas tour and. I'm already starting to rest up now and get ready for the, yes. the travel life, but I'm excited for the the last push of the year coming. Yeah, uh, that's good, Josh. Get rest and BG and Josh, get rest. I remember last year when we went on the tour, we tell Teddy, Teddy and Dan, and Mira. And, and Mira. Oh, and Mira got sick. Yeah, we told him, but I, for some reason, I felt like Teddy and Dan were always tired because yeah. they'd be going out after the show and do, do doing really, whatever do you really think it was physical or it was more mental i think it's both but a lot of it is physical i mean just if you don't get rest <laughs> you you're not gonna do well on well, the christmas tour. I, I remember last year because you guys came home for the franklin show and then i think you had to leave again because you still had a few more shows left. oh yeah and i remember seeing dan 
and then I could just see it on his face. He thought, oh, this guy's tired. I was like, Dan, how's it been? He's like, oh, it's good, bro. I'm so tired. <laughs> and then I saw Eli, and Eli's like, yeah, we after the shows, we just all go and hang out in the room. And <laughs> yes. He's like, I was like, well, no wonder Dan's tired. It, he's doing a, a show every night and then party every night. <laughs> was, go go to sleep. Go Dan, to you're young. You're bed. not that young yeah. anymore. But um, thank you guys for being here and uh, looking forward to Thanksgiving's in a week. It's yes. crazy. Happy, yeah, Thanksgiving. happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.